Thank you. As a key church in our area, whose giving and living has exemplified what it means to go into all the world and preach the gospel. In this time of COVID, you've been not the beater-uppers, not the passer-uppers, but you continue to be the lifter-uppers in the way that you minister to our community and in the way that you reach out to the world. I'd like to ask you a question, and it's based on years and years of you opening the doors of this church and a congregation in your hearts to the prayers and the giving, the scripture investment that you've made. Please don't think that it is without tangible, fruit-bearing, Bible-believing, born-again Christians all over the world because of what you do here. So the question I want to ask is, when is the best time to plant a tree? The answer to that is 20 years ago. So the next question is, when is the second best time to plant a tree? And that is today. 20-some years ago, an offering from this church, your scripture investment was placed into the hands of students in North Ghana. On that particular year, thousands of students received a copy of God's Word because of the local churches in Mount Airy, but specifically Highland Park. Over the years, it's been my honor and privilege as a native of here to go there. I thank the Lord for the fruit that He's given. You see, a couple that we know of, thousands that we suspect... Because the church has grown, we're able to say that God's Word, the knowability of truth, the reality of truth changes lives. When the preaching of the gospel is there, people respond. But how do you reach those when you can't preach? And you're very good at doing that here at Highland Park. Thank you for every missionary effort that you involve yourself in. And let me assure you that they do not go unnoticed. A young man by the, from a Muslim family, the names have been changed now to protect their identity, but a young man received a copy of God's Word. He prayed that God would accept him. And do you know what happened? John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And he prayed that that was so. Because you see, he was scared of his uncle. His uncle was a mullah in their faith. He was a leader and he would bring eternal shame and reproach upon his family if he trusted someone else besides their way to heaven. But here your gospel message to him was Jesus is the way. And we've continued to take those funds and to place them with our hands and feet as your hands and feet. So for about a dollar and a quarter, we can place a copy of God's Word anywhere around the world, and we do that because we're an association of laymen. Along with us, Christian business and professional men and our wives, we're able to reach out into the last, the least, and the lost as you demand and as you would expect we would continue to do. 
Christian came to know the Lord that day, and so he has a new name. I'm thankful to the Lord that I had a chance to meet Christian for the first time in 2009. Continuing strong in his faith, you should know that he today is a Gideon and continues to place God's word. Just this past month, I received a letter from him about a young girl that we'll call Sula. Sula had joined a Bible study club at their school that the Gideons were leading, much like a backyard Bible club. And there she, with the permission of her parents, was able to go but could not receive a copy of God's Word. She finally asked for a copy of God's Word in her native language, in her heart language, along with the English that they speak in school. She wanted to have one that her parents could find in her house and that they would read and not associate it with English. And so thank God we had that opportunity to do that. She's received permission from her parents to bring that Bible home and they have prayed like Sula to receive Jesus Christ in a Muslim family. You see, God's Word is sharp and it's powerful. They need a two-edged sword. That's real time. The seed you sown, had sown, 20 years ago is bearing fruit. So the best time to plant an apple tree would be 20 years ago. But I have some very good news. The second best time is today. You see, the impact that's made in other faiths and other religions is this. And it's one that maybe some of your family, like my family, need to hear. That the absolute worst thing that could possibly happen to you in your life if you are a believer, can never happen. But we have friends who are not believers. We have family who are not reached. And so we continue to reach the students in our schools in Surrey County, the agricultural fairs, the hospitals. Those scriptures are wrapped in plastic so that they can be enjoyed by the patients regardless of the communicable condition they may be treated for or injury, and they're able to take them home. Oh, you see why I say thank you to Highland Park this morning. In God's grace and enabling, we're able to place scriptures in 200 other countries, territories, and possessions because we're already there. And so we do pray for our missionaries who are traveling today, for our missionary efforts in every area of North Carolina life. But you're reaching out to the world this morning, and you need to hear how it bears fruit. A young man by the name of Safia came to know the Lord this past month through a personal work and personal witnessing of a young man who received a copy of God's Word funded by Highland Park Baptist Church 20 years ago in southern Ghana. Oh, it changed him and it's changed his family. It's changed their life. They changed their name. Can you think of a more unpopular name than Israel? in a Muslim community. And yet Israel continues to serve the Lord and is reaching out to others. And this young man told Israel that going to church was the absolute worst thing he could do. It would send his soul to hell. It would send his family to hell. 
And he wanted nothing to do with it. And he was going to inform on all the others in their Bible group. So prayer was made and the young man sobered up, apologized for what he said. And this morning he's sitting with us in congregation in this place of worship there where he is. And he's thanking God that you planted a tree 20 years ago because the fruit of that tree is Israel. And Israel is continuing to do the doing. You see, he's motivated because the absolute worst thing that could happen to you or happen to me as a believer can never happen. So this morning you might need to be refreshed as I am. It's somber to think about, sobering to think about the worst thing that could possibly happen to you. The worst thing that could happen to me would be that I would be crucified for the payment of my sins and spend an eternity in lostness, darkness, and a burning hell away from any hope, life, and living for God. But my sins are paid. He was crucified for me. And now I can proclaim to others in my family, in your family, in our community, in the business areas of life, we can share that good news that Jesus saves. John 14, 6, I need to remind myself, says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So that is the validation of Christ's testimony of who he is. There are people who think that God is a little g and that there will be no judgment. But most will readily agree that there is judgment by God. And that is why we continue to place God's word in the traffic lanes of life. We use 40 different printers in about as many different countries around the world to produce the scriptures in over 103 languages so that those scriptures may be read, can be carried. It's portable. Does it work? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. May the 13th, 1974, a gentleman from the Mount Airy camp came to South Main Street School where I was and gave me a copy of God's Word. I have it with me. I carry it with me. And I need you to know that Highland Park was there in my school in 1974. Thank you, Jimmy Creed, for coming to my classroom. Jimmy, among others, Ken Horton, who is still living, came to that classroom as the very first group of Gideons, Christian business and professional men, who simply believe the Bible is the inspired, the infallible, the inerrant Word of God, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as the eternal Son of God, have received Him as their Savior, and endeavor to follow Him daily in their life as they share a word of witness, a copy of God's Word, as they promote the placing and distribution of copies of God's Word in the accepted public traffic lanes of life. Not in competition with any church or denomination or, or Christian bookstore or retailer, but simply to do the planting of those trees. 
So I'm thankful this morning for the many members from the Mount Airy camp who are members of your church. The Pilot Mountain camp who are members of your church. The Dobson camp who are members of your church. We'd like to open the door. If you have questions, please see any one of the Gideons here. Talk to me after church. Listen to what God is asking you to do in your life. You may think that this is old-fashioned and it's outdated. But in a closed culture, the one thing that it is is a personal item. And it's one that's portable. You can put it in your pocket. If you've had a chance to watch videos of, 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 of scriptures being distributed by various groups, Voices of the Martyrs, various Bible societies, it's a blessing to see people clutch what sometimes is in their language, an entire copy of God's Word that is huge. You can't hide it. Persecuted people need portability of scriptures. Thinking about the opportunity to speak in a Latin American country that we'll not name, and to be in a pastor's church in an afternoon service. And the pastor stood up and he had a very thin copy of God's Word and he was so very careful with it. You see, a young pastor, a young preacher that would be in his church may not have a copy of God's Word. And so that pastor would reach back into his library and gift him a copy so he would have God's Word to preach. You and I may have a house full of Bibles. Some are red letter, some are black letter. There's even a green letter edition. You might have, as I do, regular print. And then we hit that time in our life, that birthday that brought us a larger print scripture. And some of us, with the help of our eye care professional, now use a giant print scripture. I'm thankful for the words on the screen, Pastor. They're just the right size. But the portability, can you imagine having a Chinese copy of God's Word and it being so large that you would take and divide it up so that several people would have it? So this pastor had borrowed a scripture to preach from that day and asked me to be a guest. And I had a trilingual scripture. The scriptures that we place on the cruise ships... Our New Testaments, they're a little larger. They're in English, they're in French, and they're in Spanish. 75% of the literate world can read one of those business transactional languages. And it may not be their heart language, but yet they're traveling the world and coming to the economic table of development for business throughout the world in our global economy. And they're able to capture a copy of God's Word. You and I know that when we have stayed in a, a hotel or a motel, perhaps there's other books in the drawer. And when no one's looking, you'll go thumbing. I thumb through the books and look at them. But I'm thankful for that copy of God's Word there. Because that happens with people of other faiths. They'll never reach out and make that Scripture investment for themselves, but they will look at one that's given to them. I know we think everyone has one of these, and it is portable, and you carry it with you. It's important. 
We have a copy of God's Word, the Gideon Bible app, that allows us to have over 1,600 heart languages and copies of God's Word in language on an app on your phone. I encourage you to investigate that later. It's a free download. But think of the opportunities as you meet people here in our own area who are coming to Mayberry and they're from a vast variety of cultures and backgrounds. So the opportunity for them to know that Jesus loves me. This I know for the Bible tells me so. There is a second verse to that song. And it's Jesus knows me, this I love. And so it's always important to have a free gift to give. And the reason they're free is because you pay, you pray, and throughout your church's ministry and its footprint in the community, through the work that you do, the work that you do, and then to our Gideon members, the work that you do, it's pray, pay, and go along the way. And so we thank God for that opportunity. The worst thing is not losing your spouse, though that is horrible. It's not losing your job, and that certainly is traumatic. It's not as heartbreaking. I can't think of anything more heartbreaking than dementia. No doubt it has reached every family in some way in this congregation. But the absolute worst thing that could happen would be to pay for your own sins by being crucified and then spend eternity away from God. That is the motivation that the church has used, given to us by Jesus Christ to go and to preach and to teach and to make disciples. We simply want to be the laymen and laywomen of your congregation who are faithful to do what you've asked us to do, to what the Lord has asked us to do, and then to bring that report. So in the past year, with so many doors closed, what have we been able to do? The Lord has in many cases opened doors of opportunity, even here in our own county. We're able to be there in the hospitals. I was hospitalized uh, about 13 months ago, and there was no reading material in my room at all. Nothing, and when something was introduced, it was laminated and, and under those COVID restrictions where nobody could go in and out, I did. I did have the Bible on my phone, but I had a copy of God's Word that was just mine. It was brought to me, and I'm thankful for that large print copy of God's Word. You see, the Bibles that we place in the hospitals are no longer hardback. They're paperback. They're large print. And those New Testaments are easier to hold and to navigate as you go through them. So you have a caring heart for our community. And I want to thank you on behalf of the two hospitals that we serve in Surrey County. This year we're looking forward to making available copies to every fifth grade student in our public schools. Yes, it looks a little different than it did 46 years ago, Jimmy. But we're thankful for that opportunity. We're thankful for the opportunity that through our community colleges, our early high schools and our early college, through the charter schools, that we have the ability as business and professional men to go on campus and to offer a copy of God's Word 
to whosoever will. Yes, we see uh, people coming to know the Lord with, even when there's not a fair going on. Just this past week in Fredericksburg, Virginia, they've conducted their first regional fair, and over 106 men and women, boys and girls, have, have received a copy of God's Word and had questions and prayed to receive Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, thousands have come through, and, and it's known that they, the local Gideons will be there every year, but not last year. So what would it look like? What would it look like as we uh, position ourselves? We're on the cusp of having everything wide open again, yet with the threat, the posturing of yet another closure. This morning I ask you to consider what God would have you do. As you think about that scripture investment, a case of scriptures is $125. We can place them anywhere in the world. We thank the Lord that the world's largest Bible printing press is located on mainland China. And it's, they produce scriptures for export to Chinese-speaking people elsewhere. Do continue to pray for China. When you think of China, you should always word associate Hong Kong, which is the world's Las Vegas times 10. So can you reach into a Muslim community? I think we've shown this morning that we can. What about those from other religions who are in our own area? The opportunity to receive a copy of God's Word in a public setting along with others, that's very empowering. Wouldn't it be awful if somebody came and just made a, a copy of God's Word available to just certain people according to how they looked? What if others were left out? Well, we thank God for what He's doing all over the world. When I think about where people group in the world, would you pray for the world's largest market in Lome, Togo? Togo sits in Western Africa, and it's, it's between Ghana, Nigeria, and when there's trouble when there's trouble in Nigeria, when there's trouble in other, other places, people pack their belongings and they go to Togo. I call it Togo because that's where they're going. The world's largest market there, it's a voodoo market. It's horrible. Voodoo priests there have body parts of various humans and animals that they use in their witchcraft, in their black magic, in their 100% total darkness. The stench is horrible. But I thank God that scriptures from Highland Park Baptist Church have, are going there as locals are able to share copies of God's Word. If you've ever been to Thailand or seen videos of Maklong, Thailand, the train runs down through the city market and people have their goods and stuffs up on the railroad tracks. And when the train's coming, they hear the horn. All of a sudden, everybody grabs their stuffs and their goods that they're selling and they move it back and the train passes through very close to their face. And as the train passes through, people put their stuff back. There are millions of people in this world today, we're told by those who 
like George Barna and Christianity today, we're told that there are two billion people on the face of the earth who have never heard the name Jesus Christ. They may have heard the name Jesus, but not as Christ. As we're approaching eight billion people, what is there to do? Pray, then would you pay, and then would you go along the way? Be sure that the fruit that you have today was planted by someone 20 years ago. But today is the sowing time and the planting time for the days ahead. In Chennai, India, it's, I think, the largest, certainly the largest fishing market I've seen. I think it's the largest in the world. Over 2,000 boats a day bring fish in. Some of those fishermen have been out to sea up to 15 days, and people go there to buy their fish. There is no refrigeration. They just toss the fish out, and they begin to sell it right there. Singapore is one in, in Malaysia. All the food is sitting on the ground. And when you think about the hundreds and thousands and millions of people, can you see how COVID could spread? You've gone about the day just marketing, and yet we market in a sterile society, and most of the world, it would shock us all. Pray for your missionaries going to Tanzania. Pray for those who are in Afghanistan this morning. Afghanistan, as bad as it was, until last November, the safest place in Afghanistan was Bamiyan. It was a large market city, and they had never had any kind of trouble. Last November, less than 10 months ago, a suicide bomber went in and killed 3,000 with his explosion. So not to alarm anybody, but there is a sense of urgency. I don't know when my last day will be. You don't know either. We've heard not only of the horrors of COVID, and we still have many on our prayer list that we pray for, but buildings that are falling, implosions, explosions, death and darkness. So what is the answer? Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. This copy of God's Word came to my father in 1946. He prayed to receive Jesus Christ. It changed his life. It changed the life of our family because he led me to the Lord. So when is the best time to plant a tree? Never worry about the past. The best time is today. And I want to thank you for your prayer support. I want to thank you for what you do in every area of outreach through your church. But I also want to thank you so very much for the opportunity to share what God is doing and to lift up and to glorify His name with you this morning and to ask that you would continue to pray for the Gideons. Thank you for giving to the Lord. Bob, thank you so very much for that. I appreciate that. Thank you for the truth of that and that incredible challenge of just how powerful uh, God's Word is. Do you know the Bible says in the book of Jeremiah, when it talks about God's Word, it says, uh, 
God's Word is like a hammer uh, that breaks the stony heart into pieces. And when you think about that, the world may say, nobody loves you and nobody cares about you. But then God's Word says that He so loved the world He gave His Son for you. And it is like a hammer drop, isn't it, that just crushes that heart and brings a person face to face with the fact that, yes, there is a God who created this world, who created me, and this God loves me, and this book reveals this. Listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4. For the Word of God is quick. That word means alive. This, listen, this is not just a book that the Gideons are giving out. This is a living book, isn't it? It's alive. The Bible says it is, it is uh, quick, it is powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit, and of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So when the Gideons are placing these Bibles in places all around the world, they are placing a living, quick, powerful sword that is able to cut, not like the knife of a thief, but like the surgeon's scalpel that's able to bring healing and make us who God wants us to be. And then the Bible says in the book of 1 Peter 1.25 that the word of the Lord endures forever. It'll never fail. It'll never fail. I was trying to think when, when the first time I received a Bible from the Gideons, and if my recollection is, is correct, it is when I was in elementary school and we went on a field trip to um, the state's capital. And we were in Raleigh and a group of Gideons came through where we were and I remember gave me the first Gideon New Testament that I ever remember. And they planted a tree about 20 years ago, I guess, Bob, when I was in elementary school. Um, but, but they planted the tree and they put that, that Bible in, in my hand. And... Uh, God's Word is alive, and God's Word is powerful. Now, maybe you're here today, and uh, you have never reached a place in your own spiritual life where you know for sure if you were to die today that you'd go to heaven. We don't want to step across you giving Bibles everywhere else. We want you to know that we love you, that God loves you, and the gospel is an invitation, is an, is an invitation to come and follow the Lord Jesus. And to follow Jesus means that we confess our sins to Him, we ask Him to forgive us, we accept what He did on the cross of Calvary as payment for our sin, and we say, yes, I want to be changed and I want Jesus to come into my life. If you've never done that, I'm telling you right here today would be the greatest day in the world to do that. Amen, church? The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. We don't wait one more day. So the invitation is always open. And the Lord stands with extended arms and extended hands and he's waiting for one more who would come to faith in Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and you've never uh, invited him into your life. And just a moment as we have this invitation, I'm just going to invite you. You slip out of your seat. You come right down front and say, Pastor Darrell, I want you to pray with me. I want to be saved this morning. Now, I know the devil will say, oh, man, all those people are looking at you. No, all those folk are praying for you, amen, that you would make that decision. So you do what God leads you to do. Shall we pray together? Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for the way our hearts have been moved this morning by uh, your servant who came to share with us the importance of Bible distribution around the world. God, we thank you for the life that he has lived. We thank you for Bob and the testimony that he carries, and Lord, for the work that he allows you to do in his life. 
So God, I pray today that you would bless now as we have this time of invitation and we publicly invite people to make decisions. Whatever that might be, Lord, we invite folk to come today and make decisions. There may be folk here today that have never been saved and we ask them to come and uh, accept the wonderful free gift of eternal life. Maybe others here today who want to unite with our church family and they come and say, Pastor Darrell, I want to be part of what God is doing in Highland Park. So Lord, you take the invitation today, use it in a way that will bring honor and glory to you. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.